Everybody, welcome into the Action Sports Shacks Pile On Podcast. Brett Martino, Dan Hicken, together again for the last time for a couple of weeks until camp starts. Where are you headed? I am off to SEC Media Days. Okay. Then uh, stop in Nashville for a little softball tournament. Okay. Kaylee Brook. And then uh, off to Yellowstone with the family. I'm actually, how much do I get fined for missing camp days? Because I'll miss a few of them. It's mandatory. This is training camp. Yeah, it's I get the fined. real deal. Wait, that's bad. have to make a little Hold on a second now. Wait a minute. You're not going to be here for the start of training camp. I don't care when you go on vacation. But on this particular one, I do because it affects me. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has affected you so far. And Dan doesn't care much, really, unless Dan's a shallow man. And he really doesn't care unless it affects him. And apparently your absence means that first weekend when I pluck that 160 down on the 26th is going to be a busy uh, first few days. Yes. Um, so you'll be back the 31st. I'll be um, back to work the 31st. Yeah. I'll be back in town probably the 30th. I could probably work later that night if you need me to, if you're was, tired, so if, if you're gassed. Oh, uh, I'm fine. If, you're, if that's like your fifth day in pads. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got to get in the ice tub <laughs> for actually, sure. But actually, what's interesting is Sunday the 29th, Jags already have that day off, which is kind of weird. You know, they work for three days and take a day. Yeah, yeah, that's how they do it. Um, but That'll be fun. I look forward to training camp. I look forward to the season. I think Jacksonville fans are so amped up about this football season. I think the TIAA bank field is going to be rocking and rolling even if we can all figure out how to get in with our mobile uh, tickets. <laughs> Boy, that really – it's funny. People just want to complain about something. I mean, it can't be that hard, right? Well, like I, I was at a restaurant yesterday. I was having loop. I was at the loop having dinner with uh, my family, my daughter and my and my younger son. And a guy comes up to me, he's got a USC uh, jersey on, shirt on. He says, Dan, he goes... It wasn't like, Tony Baselli. And it wasn't Tony Baselli. Big USC guy, though. He says, Dan, how am I going to get into the games? I go, what are you talking about? He weeps in a pocket and he opens up the flip phone. <laughs> and I, what I told him is I said, look, here's what I'm thinking. I'm pretty sure if you call the Jaguars and you're a ticket holder... And you don't have an iPhone, they're going to figure out a way for you to get in. They're not going to say, "Well, I guess you can't buy the tickets, then you're out of luck." Yes. Uh, you, you know, there's, but they're just trying to let everybody know, "Hey, this is the way we're going to do it," which is probably smart. I mean, it's a new look. I went to the movies last week, and my wife, I said, "You got the tickets?" She goes, "Yeah, I got the tickets." I go, "Where are the tickets? Give me the tickets." I, they're on my phone. I said, "What?" She says, "Yeah, I, I purchased them on my phone when we said we were going." I said. How did you, what? I don't know how to do it, yeah, yeah. but she does. Yeah. She's a ticket holder in our family, so I'm not worried about it. But she, and we went through the movie theater, and she put, held up her phone, and bleep, 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 and off we went. Yeah, so People figure out how to do it. When yeah. you fly, do you get the printed boarding I pass? I get printed. Yeah. So I'm old I. school, though. Yeah, but so do I. Hey, yeah. I just started doing direct deposit last year. That's true. You were late to that show. So, so. But you know what's funny is, like, ticket-wise, when I have gone to games, I do get them on the phone now. Because a lot of times, if you're buying them on StubHub or something like that, they send them to you on the phone anyway. I remember the one problem I had with it was, and look, it's fine. I'm cool with it. But the one problem I remember, I had to transfer them to my older son Drew because he was going and I wasn't. And it was a, I couldn't figure out how. To, I'm not good at that stuff yeah, though. But yeah, I just yeah. gotta, you just gotta have one person in your family under the age of 20, <laughs> and they'll know what to do. Like the 13 year old, he'll he'll be fine with it. They will. He'll go, Dad. Like the other day, the wife wanted me to forward her what somebody's response to me in a text was it's just i can just tell you how to do it i'm like just i'll be there in 10 minutes but it, <laughs> you don't want to learn i'm inept and yeah. i don't really want to learn but i get it i get it well i've long said it's the interesting part about a workplace <laughs> right 
Yes. Is the way people communicate. Yes. It's, it's so different. And, it is. And very new, by the way. This isn't something like that's 30 years old. Brent, years do old. we have an office phone here? Uh, Not really. One. one. And we don't even use it. Nobody calls us no. on the office phone. Uh, and they, uh, they email us. Yeah. They find out our numbers. They call the main line. Social media. Social media all the time. Twitter. Um, so nobody calls us on the phone and says, I, I, it's amazing, man. We used to get nonstop calls 20 years ago. I always remember this. The most asked question, nonstop calls every Friday, who's on the poll? Yeah. I don't care. I mean, yeah. it's now a different you still world. Do, now when you get calls like that, you're like, are you serious? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, well, there's 8 million here? ways to find out, buddy. <laughs> hey, how about just in terms of that, Marcel and Stuart are right around 30, either high 20s or low 30s. Yes. I don't think – I think I can count on one hand mm-hmm. in the last year. In fact, I know I can. I don't think I'd get to three. How many times I've talked to each one of them on the phone? They just text As a phone you. call. We yeah. text yeah. Or, or email. Now, uh, you and I yeah, will we talk like to on talk. the phone. Yeah. It's a lack of friendship, too, though. You like me better I, than you I like those true. two. So that's that's a, true. Well, and you usually give me words of wisdom. But I will say this about Stuart and Marcel. They grew up in this age. Marcel, by the way, the oldest-looking 30-year-old man you'll ever see. Looks like he's 45. But anyway, <laughs> I will say this. They grew up in an age where, and this is where they're helpful to me, they'll, like, Things in television, our business changes all the time. I mean, there's always something new, a new way we're doing, a new computer program, a new something. And so everything changes. And so I'll get on and I'll get stuck. And when I get stuck, I'm stuck. And then I'll ask Stuart and he'll roll his eyes, but then he'll help me. Marcel will just kindly help me. Uh, uh, But they always help. They get stuck and they work around the problem. They figure it out, and they keep going because they've done it their whole lives. They've grown up with it. We didn't grow up with it, so when we get stuck, we're really the really only thing we know to do is to reboot. <laughs> Turn it off and on. <laughs> when in doubt, just reboot the sucker, man, and start over. They are resourceful. Uh, I don't want to put myself in your category of we are not. No, uh, you that's are fair. Not. That's um, fair. I'm but, the worst. But what's it? That's why I think you're in your fifties. Yes, I'm in my forties. Yes, they're in. Uh, Stuart's in his thirties. Marcel's in his twenties. It's like four different ways of communication at times. Oldest looking twenty nine year old I've ever seen. <laughs> so uh, interesting stuff. All right, one talk sports. Twenty seven. Are you excited Gosh. about the Jags season yes. now? Though, are you like, are you re- okay, are you to the point uh, where you said? I'm ready for camp, or you, you got a couple more weeks of operation shut A couple down. more weeks, but I mean, I'm... I'm, I'm You're going to be working, so... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for the season, and camp gets you to the season, so I'm cool with it. I, I, I'm, I'm happy for the city. I'm happy for the excitement. I want to have a big year. I want to see uh, the bank packed. I want to see the Patriots melt. <laughs> I want to go up to New York and watch the Jags handle the Giants for... Coughlin's sake, you know, I want them to kind of flex their muscle in those first couple weeks and show what they're show what they're made of and, and kind of set the tone for the season. But they need to be ready to go right off the bat because the Giants are gonna be much improved and the Patriots are the Patriots. So it'll be fun. I look it I'm more excited about this season than any in the last even though last year will be hard to top in terms of what we went through and that didn't hit until about november december right, right? well now we still this- win lose win lose win lose early yeah. which kind of got us going got us amped up a little bit you know we went to houston and laid one on the texans right now we don't do that That's very often point. so then we went to pittsburgh in october and yeah, beat the true. living hell true. out of the steelers so that was cool. i mean so it almost didn't sink into later correct Correct. But you're right. I mean, and by the way, that's going to be a weird thing to top. I know. Because we'll never, that drought was so long. Yeah. So that feeling in this oh, city yeah. in December and then in January was unlike, even what even if it gets rolling again, yeah. it won't feel 
necessarily so new. You know? I'm a negative Nelly too, Brent. Uh, I don't like all my media brethren here in Jackson. Like we were talking this morning on the radio, and and Lauren Brooks and Jeff Prosser, uh, uh, Jags Saints, Jags uh, 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 Packers, Jags, and then Mike Dempsey, Jags Rams. I mean, are we all going to pick the Jags to go to the Super? I mean, I just make it makes me nervous, man. It makes me nervous. I like I, I liked how last year went a lot better. Um, I do I think they can go to the Super Bowl? Sure, they can. They went to the AFC Championship game. We were ten minutes away and and didn't get it done. Um, so hopefully they can go over the top. But it's it's so much football, so much stuff to go through to get there. It's and so we, hard. And we know what the NFL is. I mean, oh. you know, it feels the opposite. Like all these people picking the Jags. It used to be. That's how I became the president of the Sunshine and Rainbows Club. Right. Because everybody used to pick Jags to go two and fourteen. Right. So, and I'd like pick them every week to win. I was dead wrong. Right. So maybe I should pick them not to go to the Super Bowl. I like Bowl that. And that would make dead. me happy. Right. But I take us take everyone back to, and I try to remind people of this. At that AFC Championship game, we did that post-game show. Mm -hmm. And you've been in this business for more than three decades. Mm -hmm. I've now been in it, believe it or not, 20 years. And we've seen the NFL work, and we both had the same feeling. The major part of that disappointment wasn't just the fact they lost not going to the Super Bowl. It's that we both realized, I don't care if they're a better football team this year. It is hard to get 10 minutes away from chasing the Lombardi Trophy. And we just, I think it hit us both during that postgame yeah. show. You could just tell yeah. it is so hard to do it. That's not to say they can't do it again. No. Um, but it and there will be a hard. hunger and a thirst, and they'll build on you. Know, we were so close. What are the little extras are you guys going to do to get us over the top? Things along those lines. So, I mean, yeah, they'll have opportunity. And I think, personally, I think, I think Borles is going to be better. I yeah, think I he too. is. I think the kind of the shackles are going to come off him a little bit. I think he's going to play a little freer and looser. I think he's more like a – I think he's more like a senior at UCF. You know, I think he feels comfortable now. I think he gets it. So I think he's I think he's going to be even better uh, than he's been. But a lot has to happen. A lot has to go right for you to get all the way to the to the promised land. And we've had some off the field news this week that you know yeah. Marcel has to Darius be taken said, care of. I don't yeah. think, we're not going to comment too much on that just because there's a lot to still play out there. But it, uh, it's definitely red flag now. I mean, there's right. two different assault. Uh, allegations, civil civil lawsuits, yes. not criminal against him. which is so again allegations. Yes, and Darius is a big part of this defensive line. Man, he's important, and uh, I I actually don't know if either one of these situations will get him in trouble with the Jags. I think he's concerned with the NFL. Good with the league, and so yeah. uh, we'll see. Again, I, I think we'll get more information as the weeks go by, or maybe we won't. This might be buried for for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be an interesting situation to follow. We are going to talk so much about the Jags that that's all we'll do in this segment, uh, this edition of the podcast. Yes, because it's coming up. Uh, I want to. You want to get to Brandon Nimmo's walk off home run last night? Yeah, I wanted to get to baseball. Want to get to Jacob to Degrom the and the the, the 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 You know what's funny about poor the guy? Room? Here's the deal. And you watch him closely. Oh, I watch him for more so, of a distance. When I watch Max Scherzer pitch, yes. he looks lights out to me. Yes. Like he looks unhittable. Yes. When I watch DeGrom pitch, he's a maistro. I don't get he's that. He's an artist, though. Brent Martin. No, he's but an I'm, artist. You know, it's kind of like Scherzer's like Scherzer's like power, like Scherzer's like like Tom Seaver was back in the yeah, day, you know. Bob Here Gibson. it comes, try to hit it, you know, yeah. and and I'll you know that nasty slider. Yeah, like, DeGrom is more like Location. Degrom doesn't throw as hard. Degrom doesn't throw as hard as Syndergaard or Wheeler. Yeah, he's more like Maddox, but he is lanky and he hides the ball well. And all of a sudden, it kind of explodes on you at the end, which makes it a little bit harder to hit. But he, I'm I'm telling, 
I, I can rattle off, but here's the one stat you need to know. All the pitchers in baseball who've had 125 starts, he's got the most games where he's given up one run or less. How hard is that to more do? More than too? Clayton Kershaw, more than Max Scherzer, more than any of them. Almost half his 57 starts. of his starts. Um, but he's also the he has the lowest amount of wins at the All-Star break for a pitcher with an ERA under two in the history of baseball. That's unbelievable. Think is, and I think you know that's what it hurts? I'll tell you, it hurts a guy like Five that. and four. Like, where will he? He's five and four. So five and hurts. four. Listen, he should be probably 12 and two. Yes. That kind of ERA. Correct. So that hurts his Cy Young chances. Right. That hurts. Although. All these other. It's going to be interesting. Now, listen, I don't know what he's going to do in the second half. And at some point, this has got to weigh on him. Like, he, he has to be perfect. And even when he's perfect, he doesn't win. But if, if I'm telling you right now, if Jake DeGrom goes 12 and seven. And his ERA stays at one six eight, which is what it is. He will win the Cy Young. Wins and losses aren't as important to the voters anymore. They've proven it. If you go back and look in the last five years, uh, I was taking a look uh, the other day. There's a couple guys who I think King Felix was one of them. But there's been a few guys here in the last few years. They don't pay as much attention to wins and losses. I personally have always been a big wins and loss guy because you just got to be better than the other guy, you know, somehow. But watching him play, I do feel I feel sorry. The Mets. I decided that the Mets should just gift him to the Houston Astros because he deserves better. I got to send him to the American League. Please send him to the Red Sox. Well, I, you know, I, yeah, I wouldn't. The Red Sox, I'm a little iffy on, but the Astros, I have no ties to at all, so I would be just fine. Don't with send that. him to the Yankees. He, no. Um, you but know, what did you want to talk about baseball? I, I, I well, selfishly I want to attack. Want to say, Your team is 36 games over 500, and they don't even have Dustin Pedroia, who probably won't play this year. It's amazing how good they are. J.D. Martinez is a triple crown threat. And um, 36 games over 500. When you win two out of every three, that's that's impressive, and the, and the Sox are past that. Yes, I heard Sweet Caroline today. On I think 111, 112, 113, they're kind of trending towards right now. That's incredible. Yeah. And, they, and you know what? They could win that many and not win the East. Yeah, they could. They could. <laughs> Yankees are going to have to make. Right Yankees are going to have to do something though. They're not quite as good as the Red Sox. I don't think. I think they're going to have to make some trades. Look, the Red Sox will hit a wall at some point. They all do, but they have been. They have. What are they won now? Seven or eight in a row here. This. Nine in a row. Three straight series. My man Bart. Bart. Poor Bart. Last night is trying to get that last win to pass Dennis Martinez and be the winningest. I think. Um, Latin pitcher, Latin pitcher in the history of baseball, or is it Juan Marichal? He's one of those guys. He's trying to pass with 245 wins, but he got Chris Sale, so he's got <laughs> just mowing him down. Right, what I, I haven't seen you on Twitter too, too much, mm -hmm. but last night I almost had to drive over to your house and see if you were okay. I was so mad, You dude. tweeted a lot. I was, because right, I'm sitting at home. Me and, and you Brooksy, still won the game. I know. Me and Brooksy are watching the game, and it's just so I, – I hate him so much. How about this one? They're batting. You saw this one I tweeted last night. They're hitting 210 at home. If that holds, that's the worst home batting average since the 1910 Chicago White Sox. Is that Shula Show Jackson? Well, he he was 1918. Was he? That was the so was it the could have been maybe he was there. He might have been. I don't know if he'd been there for eight years. That seems like a lot, but that's how bad. The Mets have been. They were four go, going in the last night. I think they're four and twenty-one, four and twenty-two in their last twenty-six at home. Unbelievable. At home, and it's it's and this is a good was a good team. Yeah, it was a good. But they're team not. Guy. They're they're not. They're not good. They're overrated, and they need to be blown up, and they need to be smart about it. And everybody's fair game. And, and honestly, they they should t trade Jacob Degrom because he's thirty years old. He's had Tommy John. He's never going to be better. 
And if he can bring in a haul, your team is not good enough, dude. You got to start yeah, replenishing. They're a long way away. Long way and away. That division, by the they're, way, they're is fool- getting better and better. They're fooling themselves if they think they can come back and compete next year. I really believe that. I didn't realize Degrom was thirty. Yeah. Um, all right. To that point, I did want to talk about your Mets, but I wanted to talk about Tebow. Yes. Because uh, you said you heard last night that they were kind of poo-pooing him getting called it's up. It's interesting. I believe that he'll be called up. Yes. I don't get the sense of not. He's hitting two seventy. I'm like is, guaranteed he's going to get called which up. Which is I about to have two. Yeah. Which is twenty points higher. Two seventy is twenty points higher than the league average in the Eastern League. I think he's. It like, would lead the jumbo shrimp, by the way, just to give you perspective yeah. with a. a Anybody who has a minimum of 100 at bat. I think he's like 27th in the Eastern League in hitting. Is that I what mean, he is with yeah, 270? overall. This minor league play, 270 doesn't sound like much, but minor league hitters don't hit. JT Real Muto well. hit 239 here. He's a, one of the best hitting catchers in the know. National League. And this guy's just two years into this thing. Right. I mean, I, I hope the Mets don't say, hey, let's show me one more time. Now, here's the problem the Mets are a little worried, I think, mm-hmm. at the major league level about his fielding and where they can put him. If this was an American League team and you DH. could DH him, I think you'd see that call quicker. But they don't. He doesn't want to. Well, I'm not saying he would embarrass himself. Mm-hmm. I just think at the major league level, he had one go off his head off the wall yeah, a couple but that weeks was, ago. That wasn't on because it was poorly played. <laughs> that was a ricochet <laughs> off the wall. Uh, anyway, I am really impressed with what Tebow has done. I hope he gets the call. Uh, he's lived that minor league lifestyle for a couple of years. I was talking yeah. to someone the other day. He says those eight hour rides, man. There's someone that talked to Tebow. He says those eight hour rides are for real. And Tebow's the kind of guy. They'll after a game, they'll bus back home seven or eight hours and he says he can't fall asleep on the bus so he doesn't go to sleep until he gets back uh, and then you got to play a game that's the way minor league baseball is you got to play a game that night anyway so that's a pretty tough lifestyle for a guy who likes to live healthy in terms of yeah. probably eating and sleeping yeah it's he talked about it yesterday that it was uh it, it's been an adjustment now the report i'm talking about is pedro gomez said last night He's talked to scouts, mm-hmm. and they don't think he'll be called up to the big leagues. Mm-hmm. Instead, he'll get the call to AAA Las Vegas. Yeah, the only fly in the ointment, I think, is is Sandy Alderson was a general manager who had said, you know, he's going to be in the major leagues. He Sandy's at the table. Yeah, he's a big backer of Tim. Well, Sandy left the team. He's battling cancer again, and he's not coming back. So it was very, like, quick. It was like one day he says, oh, my cancer's back. I got to go, and I probably won't be back. I don't deserve to be back is basically what he said. It was very odd, but – and listen, he got. I like Sandy Alderson. He's done a nice job. He's missed on a few. He's hit on a few, but good baseball man, well respected in the game, good person, um, good guy to lead the uh, the Mets. He would have called him up September first. Now we've got the three headed monster of Rico and Omar Minaya leading the way. Omar Minaya is still in that. Thing, well, he's huh? back. He they brought him back. He's a good scout, not a great GM, but anyway. None of those guys I don't think are going to get the permanent job, but I do think that from above it may come down to call him up anyway. September 1st, you go from 25 to 40, if I'm not mistaken. Why wouldn't you call him up? He deserves to be called up. He's not taking anybody's spot. You play him in a few games, give him a little taste of it, and then – and then what, though? Then what with Tim? That's what I wonder. Like, what's the – like, how long are you willing to grind away? I think he's got another year in him. You know, Murph told me way back in the beginning – and Murph, uh, Daniel Murphy, uh, the Nat second baseman, uh, all-star second baseman, has worked worked with Tim a lot. In the offseason, especially this yes. offseason. And he, he hit with him early on. And he told me in the beginning, he said, really, he needs uh, uh, 2,500 at-bats. And I said, well, that's five years. And he goes, exactly. He goes, that's the problem. You know, you need those at bat. Well, he's probably got about 750 now. Probably because you think instructional league. And, and then maybe even, things. yeah, maybe a little bit more than that. 
because he probably had 500. Left. He's got 250 this year. I think it was a 241 last I looked. Yeah. Um, so halfway through. So, 750 is right. Yeah, so 750-ish. Um, what he's done is remarkable. And I changed my thought process. I used to think of Tim Tebow, the football player. I think what Tim Tebow was was a tremendous athlete yeah. who loved to play quarterback. I don't think he, he – obviously he was not a great quarterback. He was a tremendous athlete who could play quarterback, be hugely successful at the college level and do enough, but maybe some of his flaws were exposed in the National Football League. But this – because you cannot – this guy was away from baseball for nine years. I don't know when he ever even picked up a bat. I don't know from the time he left Nice. He didn't play as a senior now. So as a junior at Nice, when he put the bat down, I wonder if he ever even went to a cage and hit. I doubt he probably did. Now, he know, was so busy with things. I know a couple years before he actually did it, mm -hmm. he started. He went out to Arizona and right. he started to toy with the idea right. of doing it. Right. And that was the first time he had picked up in a bat in probably eight, nine years. Yeah, it's so, ama so amazing. I mean, think about it. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest athletes of all time, I think he hit like 202 in double A. Yeah. This guy's hitting 270, and it's 241 at-bats. Uh, maybe the power is the last thing to come. He's got to learn to hit for power because he's so big. He's got to be – I mean, I'm just saying, and this is a pipe dream, but if he was really going to be a true blue major league DH or outfielder or whatever, he needs to hit 30 home runs. Yeah. But Daniel Murphy will also tell you, and other guys will tell you, you don't find your power usually until the big leagues. That's what I was thinking. Those right. Those, they, they don't hit a lot of home runs right. at the minor league. And level. he's hit five. Yeah. So, we'll but I, I would agree with you. Strikeouts are too high. Power but call him up. Low. Absolutely. He deserves to be called up. And I think he I think he will get called up. Speak, I, I'm going to stand by it. Speaking of how good of an athlete he is, this is a guy that obviously from an NFL perspective has been labeled as a bad quarterback, bad thrower of the football. Mm -hmm. Well, that bad thrower of the football is going in the ring of honor on October 6th. If yeah. we look the stats up, you say almost 10,000 yards passing. Oh, he was for great. For a guy who can't throw the football. <laughs> Go I know look it's at college his, and NFL, yeah. but it was pretty good. Go look at his last game he ever played uh, in the Sugar Bowl against Cincinnati. Uh, they let, let him. They showcased him that night, and he he was he threw for almost 500 yards, I think, and he like did. six touchdowns. And he was, uh, yeah, he was incredible that evening. And look, he uh, at Florida. Now there's one small problem: the Mets could be in the postseason October 6. So <laughs> I'm not sure Tim would, uh, if that occurs, Tim will be able to make it to uh, Gainesville. I have to take that day off. <laughs> <laughs> Sit him on the bench <laughs> to get to Gainesville and the SEC night stu SEC uh, studios. I'm glad that worked out for him. Obviously, he it's him, and then Herbs is going to go up there too one day too. Herbs is eligible. There's certain parameters to get in. That that's the most exclusive club that there is. And I was shocked that he wasn't in it already. To be honest with you, I who? just kind of. Tebow, I just oh, yeah. think about it. Yeah. The guy's got a statue outside. Right, right. <laughs> you just kind of feel like he's already yeah. had everything else. Yeah. But uh, it's, it is an exclusive group. Who yeah. name them again? It's, uh, it's Warfel, a, Spurrier, Smith, Mar Wilbur Marshall, Emmett Smith, and Tebow. Youngblood. Youngblood. Yep. Youngblood. Yep. I like Jack Youngblood. We talk to him every year. Good Bowl. dude. Good um, dude. All right. Hey, that's going to do it for this edition of the Action Sports Jacks Pylon Podcast. Yeah. Uh, you have to do it by yourself. Actually, next week, SEC Media Days. We'll do a, a okay. one from there in Atlanta. Right. And then uh, maybe I'll do one from Yellowstone while I'm on vacation while you're working. Uh, however you want to do it, I, I'm, I'm more than willing. I, I'll, I'll handle it. I've... I'm well-rested myself. So. All right. Looking forward to it. All right. That's going to do it. Uh, thanks for listening to this edition of the podcast. For Dan Hicken, I'm Brett Martin.